Hey, Julie. Hey, Julie. Welcome to Hey, Julie, a podcast about Big Brother. Danielle, would you like to start us off by apologizing to the listener? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, apologizing for what? Because it's Monday. Oh, yeah. It is Monday. But it's Labor Day weekend. And... I think everyone who listens to this podcast is pro union, pro worker, and we're pro- taping this. Yeah, we're pro- taping this on Monday because we support <laughs> the Starbucks union. So, but they're pro us taking a little time, a little extra time for ourselves to make this podcast, even though it really put us at a disadvantage because there is so much to discuss, and there were so many little moments, and so little moments, big moments, crazy things happened, ridiculous things happened. And we're not, we're just going to be skimming the surface. It feels like with just our old, little old hour long podcast. Hey, Julie is all about skimming the surface. <laughs> I have a lot to say about bros. Oh my gosh. I want to see the bros. I so want to see. I'm pro bro. I'm pro bros. Pro bro but podcast. We need to talk about the actual integration. <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, also, let's just get this started and get it out of the way. Julie Chan Moonves oh was God. wearing oh my lord the craziest shirt I've ever seen. <laughs> it was a Dan Flash's shirt. It was so complicated. <laughs> the cut was. was complicated. The print was not complicated. Single no. color highlighter yellow. Highlighter yellow. Long it's like sleeve. A high-vis. It was like Pardon? oh, is a construction worker coming to me <laughs> wearing that? You know. You know, that like bright yellow long sleeve shirt. You're like, I didn't know a, a fabric could be so bright. And it like for, the color is crazy. So already it's a it's a lot um, not a tight shot, but you're still seeing the color and you're like, wow, what a choice. But then you hit that zoomed in close up, medium close up shot and you see that there are pieces of this shirt missing. And, you know, in a regular shirt. A woman might choose to show off certain assets, maybe her, oh, yeah. maybe her collarbone, maybe some decolletage, maybe sure. the small of her back if it's a low cut in the back. I love a backless shirt. I've never seen someone wear a shirt <laughs> with the goal to show off the crack of the pits. <laughs> yeah, it was like pits. It's like little circles pit around the pits. <laughs> it was pit crack. It was almost like she was sponsored by like degree for women to be like, here I am <laughs> doing my high power job <laughs> under the lights, being a star and no, and no sweat, no sweat yeah. stains. <laughs> it, and it, you know, if she raises her arm a little bit, you see the full pit. So I don't know what the point of teasing the crack of the pit was. It wasn't a tease. <laughs> it was an invitation. <laughs> I just like this shirt was so good. I've seen some crazy shirts in my day. Look up Nicole Franzel and BB18 wore an absolutely insane shirt. And when Jennifer Lawrence hosted Jimmy Kimmel one time, she wore a really crazy shirt. But this shirt tops them all. Uh, this shirt and then she wore a really long necklace which I found only accentuated the fact that her pits were on full display not only were the pits on display but then she did as I mentioned she's showing off the collarbone because there's also a little triangle of shirt missing at the very top I just can't I just can't understand this shirt that being said it is a hot oh wow (laughs) Danielle I'm gonna have to take a shot 
at at the leftovers. I'm gonna have to take a shot in my own alliance. This is mm-hmm. not this is not for me. <laughs> it was a cry for help shirt. It was a like speaking of Judd Apatow produced and directed, <laughs> not directed, Judd Apatow films. This yeah. was this was knocked up when Heigel and man go to the club and Craig Robinson is the bouncer, <laughs> like what the fuck are you doing? You're a mom. <laughs> You're too old for the club. I hate, I hate this. I hate this about myself. <laughs> that was this shirt. Yeah. That was this shirt. It was a cry for help. It was like, I'm trying to dress up like I'm going to like a rave in 1997. Moby is spinning. Moby's spinning at raves now, but he was spinning at raves then. It yeah, was. He's just been spinning. <laughs> yeah. It was not. Spinning. It was the shirt was a not. Like, what can I say? Like, and she was like, whatever. All right. Well, I'm glad we. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Sorry. And just uh, to say also contextually, like the episode Wednesday night ends with like tomorrow on a special brother. <laughs> we saw racism. <laughs> well, it was like, like, no, it wasn't <laughs> like that. It was like, how will the cast deal with Kyle's racism? Tune in tomorrow for Big Brother. <laughs> like, it, was so like, it starts and she's like, like waiting in line for a club T-shirt. You know, yeah. it should be it should be something. You know, we need more Barbara Walters. She needs like a blue pantsuit. Wow. Well, that she used to wear. She used to be much more business cash. But you know, we're all suffering with back to office style. Back to office fashion. Yeah, that I Julie, wear elastic shorts every day. <laughs> yeah, Julie's not immune to that, even though she's kept working. She's also trying to figure it out. Julie, Julie, Julie never was a work from home. Oh, Julie's well, I, like Mr. Mr. Incredible on the, the Shark Tank. He's doing TikToks about why working from home is bad. Oh, please. She's Malcolm she, Malcolm Gladwell. She's on Team Gladwell. Oh God, not Gladwell. <laughs> you know he's Canadian. Yeah. That's <laughs> one of the few ones where you're like, actually, we'll no. take, you guys all can of, keep them. All of the think pieces, like New York Times think pieces, bros are all Canadian. David Brooks, Malcolm Gladwell, David, someone else, David Frum. They're all Canadian. Okay, All anyway. the people who are like, <laughs> yes, Donald Trump was selling nuclear codes to the Russians, but but shouldn't Joe we give Biden him a was chance? standing in front of that red light. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you going to do? <laughs> okay, so much happened this week. We absolutely <laughs> okay. must get into the meat of the episode. That was just a little sprinkle topping. There's a lot to talk about, okay? Because we also have like a second Sunday episode to talk about. Like, can we even talk about last Sunday's? Probably not. There's no way. What we have to back, <laughs> so we have to back up to like, okay, the merge happens, right? That's where we were. No. No? Well, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. The merge so. happens and then uh, Turner wins HOH. Yes. Yes. This is true. Like maybe we talked about that because we had the spoilers. But so, but so Turner was HOH. And everything's going swimmingly. Kyle has got his girl on one arm and his new alliance. And he's just about to, like, get Michael backdoored out of here so fast when little Mr. Michael says, not so fast, hotshot. And they didn't show this in the episodes. 
But on the feeds I was watching when he and Kyle were having that really awkward conversation because Kyle's like, Michael's like, yeah, so tell us what the hell happened. Like, why is Joseph gone? And Kyle's like grinning. He's like, oh, I don't know. It was crazy out there, man. Like, he's not giving <laughs> Michael any information. At one point during that conversation, Michael said like, mm, yeah, it's just like I have a lot of information about you that you probably wouldn't want to get out there. Like he said uh. it in such a little like threatening manner. <laughs> clearly, yeah. clear went totally. Totally over Kyle's head. Um, but so, yeah, everything was looking peachy keen for the outsiders until Michael and Brittany decided to drop a fucking nuclear bomb on this house. And we saw a clip of it weeks ago in the episode, which is that Kyle was starting to theorize that perhaps there was a cookout 2.0 in the house this year. So he was like, it's very clear that Monty... And- Yes, Brett. And what he and and also that there should be a counter alliance to that yes, yes. of people who are not don't look like they should be in the cookout. Who are not in the cookout. <laughs> yeah, and who are not. This was not this did not make it into his show, into any of the broadcasts, but he no. said that they need to be the quote silent majority. Just just a just a hair of a of a right wing dog whistle. Mm, just, just just can you exactly. hear it? I can't because I'm not a dog. But <laughs> There is a whistle, and it's a bit of a it's a bit of a dog whistle. And it's also kind of exactly what you'd think, our dear Andrew. All those weeks ago, when we first met him, would say, "Hmm." Flossin doing the gritty with his mom, <laughs> rural Utah. <laughs> but so he he here's the thing. Here's what made this like kind of spicy, though. Other than obviously. The <laughs> obvious. <laughs> um, he said this weeks ago. Since then, there had been potentially many opportunities for Michael and Brittany to out this. It happened on an episode a while ago, right? Like we yeah. talked, we touched on it. But for whatever reason, and by whatever reason, I mean the fact that Michael knew he was about to get backdoored, they decided no, now is the time to drop this bomb. And that's Big Brother, baby. They spread this like wow. First, they go to Taylor and Monty and they're like, is it okay if we like tell you guys and tell everyone in the house this? Taylor and Monty are like, yeah, sink that guy's game. That's fine by us. Um, so they tell Turner. They tell Alyssa. Al- <laughs> Alyssa didn't know what to do with this information. We have. There's a lot to say about Melissa. Uh, Melissa. Melissa. <laughs> I'm just going to hurt Melissa. <laughs> Melissa and Andrew. <laughs> There's a lot to say about Melissa this week. Um, because they tell everyone. And Turner is Turner. I, I really do like Turner. Um, I've come around to him. You know, everyone else has turned off of Turner. I've t- come on to him where now I just appreciate him. He's just a relaxed, chill guy. Is he a great player? No. I've said that from the beginning. I said that even when everyone was like, How oh, my God. How dare you say that about, about young JFK? <laughs> I always knew I was always like this guy's passive as fuck I knew it and he's he is still that way he is zoomer bisexual JFK and I'm sure if JFK lived long enough we would have found out that he was bi as well oh for sure for sure but so have Turner- you seen the picture on on reddit of like his shop in Massachusetts and there's no. a big poster and it says currently competing on big brother 24 Matt Turner, Turner. I can't believe his name is Matt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's who, so who, weird. <laughs> who remembered that? Who remembered that? Um, 
I don't know when we're going to do this, so I might as well do it. Alyssa, Melissa yeah. sucks. And <laughs> they tell Melissa all these yeah. things. And she's like pretty defensive about it. And she even says, I have a pretty good idea of where his heart is at. So if I'm wrong, I'm disappointed. And what do you think she should have done, though? I don't know. Like, I think it's just interesting to like watch her over the next couple episodes because it's like she kind of she definitely acted like she definitely acted like the mom who gets called into the principal's office because it's like Stephen <laughs> Andrew punched a kid in the face today. She's like, "What? My Andrew? I yeah. can't. I no. That's never happened. He only hugs right. everybody with mush, marshmallow kisses <laughs> at home." And it's like the kid is like fist is bloody and like clearly does this all the time. And it's like, uh-huh. and then the next day, the next episode, she's like. Listen, now that you're racist, we have to break up <laughs> because it affects her. She knows him in his soul. She loves him. She's made love to him for upwards of 20 seconds. Wow. And my sense of like Alyssa is like when it when she when she realized it would look bad for her to be sleeping with the racist, then it was bad. So then she decides to what? As a, <laughs> sticking by her man. Okay. Women can't if you win. Know his, if, you know her, if you know his heart, you know his um, heart, which you say you have a good idea of where his heart is at. No, I, I totally disagree with you. And I'm willing <laughs> to give Alyssa the benefit of the Benny of the doubt. Alyssa is not the brightest bulb. I think we can all agree. Maybe in real life, she's smarter but in the game she's been her zing this week was like she's useless yeah perfect exactly from what i've read she's actually been like quite affected by that like oh really been sitting with her and was like oh shit (laughs) oh no well i just want to say like okay she's been with this guy in the house who's told her nothing he didn't tell her this is the only showman's in the history of Big Brother where, like, he, d- he didn't include her. He didn't want to work with her. <laughs> he no, like, yeah, kept exactly. Her in the dark. Like, this was happening in Dire Fest where he's like, oh, yeah, I've been in an alliance that got out everyone you're close with for the last month. Yeah. Um, uh, it's definitely not. It's all Joseph's fault. Yeah, it's Joseph. Yeah, that's the ticket. Like, well, that's the thing. So she's dealing with the fact that suddenly she has all this information from him. Then they get back into the house. She's feeling excited. She's part of the first ever alliance. And it's like day 60. <laughs> she's finally in an alliance. She feels like she's playing. Then Michael and Brittany pull her aside and are like, hey, the guy who said he loves you, I'm pretty sure they've said they love each other. Oh, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Is actually racist and um, has been. Well, Michael said it in such a good way. Michael is such a lawyer. He was like, I'm not saying uh Kyle said that we need to band together as an all white alliance, but it's pretty much what he did say. You know, it's like the type yeah. of thing you say in front of a jury yeah. <laughs> so that maybe you're not, you know, you're not quoting the person directly, but now the jury, that's all they can think about. Yeah. Um, I watched The Good Wife. I know how to be a lawyer. Oh, wow. But so, so then they say that what she's supposed to do in that exact moment. This is a lot of information to hit people. Oh, okay? I know. I know. I know. I just like, I just think she comes across. Looking like an idiot this week. 
Yeah, I I agree with that. I'm just like, I don't I don't see what the right thing for her to do is, because then she thinks about it. She sits on it and she's like, wait, if this guy is like this, I don't want to be with him. And she dumps him. I think that's great. And how she dumps him. She's like, I spent my entire life trying to fix grown men. I can't I do it this. anymore. Okay. I know nothing Loved about that. I know nothing about Melissa. <laughs> Girl, you're 24. Yeah, now she's young. Yeah. I am dubious of anyone who's like 24, 25 and younger being like, I spent my whole life doing this. I, I can't do it anymore. Now, maybe I don't know anything about Melissa. Like, I don't know if like she has an older brother who's like a heroin addict and her father is an abuser. <laughs> and like, she's been, she's oh like this little, she's this golden child and she's been, your father can't take care of himself because he's drunk all the time. And she has to prevent that. She has to turn off the stove because he left it on because it's going to burn the house down. And she's the only, she's the only adult in the room. And you know what? She is 24, but she's lived life. And she's, she's like, I can't, I can't take care of men, man babies anymore. I can't do it. But uh -huh. at the same time, uh, yeah. I also feel like, you have no experience. <laughs> like, what the fuck you are you what? talking about? I can't be doing this with my life anymore. Like, you're 24. You've, like, dated two people. Counterpoint. Ask any of Leonardo DiCaprio's ex-girlfriends. They probably would say the same thing. They're all 25. And they say, I don't want to deal with this type of guy anymore. You know and what? And you know what? And he says the same thing. It's work. It's a symbiotic relationship. It's like yeah. the little fish that swim in the mouth of the big fish. Whoa. The girl, the 25-year-old girl's like, I don't want to deal with a man who's like sleeping with 25-year-old girls anymore. And the and the 45-year-old DiCaprio's like, I don't want to sleep with a girl who's 26. So it all works out. <laughs> it all works out. It all, it all works out. You see, this is so off topic. Dane Cook married like a 19-year-old. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's certainly, no, she's 23. And oh, it was like, me. she's 23 or, or something like that. And it was like, Dane Cook marries his longtime girlfriend, whatever, <laughs> whatever time. face. And it's like, well, I hope the long time was five years or less. Yeah, I hope it's not that long. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just like, to me, it, even if she's young, I can see Alyssa being with old losers. She's are like, she's hot. And can I, I say suck. one thing else about Melissa? Yeah, let's talk about Melissa. That was a <laughs> this is such a Melissa episode. That was a slip of the tongue, but the spoilers. The BB comics was the veto this week, right? Mm, Where they mm -hmm, swing yeah. and there's a little yeah, yeah, comics. Yeah. You know, Turner's is like the stinky man, right? <laughs> <laughs> Michael's, he was like the cat man because he has so many cats at home. Cat daddy. Cat daddy. Cat daddy. <laughs> Alyssa's was Mall-lissa, <laughs> which sounds like Melissa, and was like right. a pun on like, she likes to go to the mall. She likes to go shopping. Which is like, <laughs> first of all, what? Second of yeah. all, she's 24. She like, kids don't go to malls anymore. Yeah, and consumers like, don't go to malls. Yeah, exactly. So like, it just they know nothing about her. They know nothing about her after nine weeks. And they're like, yeah. um, Mall-lissa? And now I'm calling her <laughs> Melissa. I I don't defend M Melissa's gameplay. I don't defend what a lot play? about Melissa, but I do defend like her falling for a loser, trying to break up with him, and then three hours later having sex with him again before he is evicted from the house. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a regular twenty-something girls dating experience. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
you you mentioned uh, you mentioned an important kind of piece of the the Kyle Michael fallout Kyle exposed party thing, <laughs> which is that Michael and Brittany sat on the information for a couple weeks. Um, yeah, he he learned the information to back it up. To back it up, he learned the information during week five. This was the week that Michael had head of household and um, Daniel was evicted. Wow. So long ago. That feels forever ago. So that was, so basically that happened that week, the week after Taylor was HOH and Indy was evicted. And then the following week was Big Brochella. So kind of waited like two and a half weeks on this. Like, well, (laughs) the question was like, why did you wait on this information? It seems like you're doing it in a pretty advantageous time for you. Well, yeah. Isn't the answer yes? Obviously, that's the thing. Hundred percent, <laughs> but they can't say that. Yeah, and that was—I think—that's what rubbed because I saw a lot of people hating on them. I think that's what rubbed them the wrong way. Like you have to, even at least in the DR, be like, you know, you know what? First of all, yes, I do did disagree with it in the first place, but I kept it in the back pocket so I could use it to my advantage. Not that's not a big deal to just admit that, but you know, I think. Maybe Michael sort of did that, but Brittany was like, it's just wrong. I'm like morally head and shoulders above Kyle. Like I did this out of the goodness of my heart. And honestly, I was very team Terrence and I still am team Terrence to be like, fuck y'all. Don't try uh, to Terrence play that shit great. to Terrence me. Is, like I see everyone's side of, I see everyone's side of this and maybe I'm wrong. Hey, I'm good not saying I'm that, white, but like. I don't know. Like, I don't know what you do with that information. Do you immediately tell everyone, oh, this guy said one thing that was like no. sort of 7% they were racist with him at the time. Yeah. and they're working with him? I mean, listen, Kyle's wrong. He said really fucked up. He's, he made a really bad fucked up assumption that he should have even he should have known better because he's fucking working with Monty. Monty and Taylor don't have a great relationship. Monty until somewhat recently was like one of the main Taylor bashers in the house. Like. We got yeah. rid of all the other Taylor bashers, J- Jasmine and Daniel and Nicole. Monty didn't really work well. Didn't really work well with Taylor. Like now that the, the game is like kind of condensed and there's fewer people to work with, I definitely sense that there's a better relationship between the two of them. Terrence still a Taylor basher. So if you know any of the relationships in the game, you wouldn't be like they're all working together. Oh my god, we need to do the white flight fucking alliance or whatever because <laughs> oh you would know like actually no the relationships are different than this like stereotypical thing that you're just placing on all these people because their skin is the same color like if he had just even known had better if kyle had even better relationships with some of the people in the house then he would know that his stupid fucked up train of thought didn't even make sense logically in addition to being racist yeah well and i don't remember seeing it because like I just saw the clip on the episode. I don't remember seeing really the talk of this on feeds. But in this episode, they make sure to show Brit saying like, no, we're not going to do that. It doesn't look good. (laughs) She stopped him in his tracks. Do you know who I, Brit, you know who I've been feeling a bit? Like, no chance to win the game. But Brittany, like the way Brittany handled, particularly after this was kind of let out in the house and Kyle was made aware. Kyle has to go one-on-one with Brittany 
And he's like, what are you talking about? I never said this. I never did that. And she's like, no, you did say this. This is specifically when you said this. And it made me uncomfortable for this reason. And it's wrong for this reason. And like, I have yeah. the receipt. And Brittany, who- She had the receipts. Yeah. And Brittany, who we've been kind of talking about all season as like, she plays such a frightened game. And maybe that's just the look on her face or whatever. But you could see she- it's sometimes she plays from a position of like fear and weakness and stuff, but she's she, low like, status. Stood, she's yeah, she does. Yeah. She, she like, she stood right up to Kyle and was like, no. And she, I, I was just like really proud of her, like how she handled that conversation. I thought it was really yeah, nice. I thought that was very impressive as well. Um, and I totally agree. I think it helps that. Yeah. She really remembered that she really, they, and that to me, to me informs me that they really both, both Michael and Brittany had clocked that this was something they can use against Kyle in the future. At the end of the day, listen, we've all been wanting cutthroat villains. We've been wanting evil gameplay, backstabbing, lies, people using um, intel in the most dangerous of ways. And we got it. So I think we should all be happy. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it definitely like brought up stuff that's like, I don't particularly want to engage with like unconscious bias and stuff while watching Big Brother, but it happened. And in a way, like Michael did a kind of a shitty thing, but also like Michael was going home. Brittany mm -hmm. was going home. Taylor was going home. Michael sat on a piece of information and he played it in a way that the HOH sent their own ally home that week. Yeah. Like, I, what, I what else can you say? Like, a slow clap. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think this is a move that we're going to be talking about for years to come. Years to come. Wow. This is the new iconic move. And I really think that Brittany and Michael are an iconic pair of rats. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we'll see. They're so. Um, loyal to each other and each other alone. And they go off and do, well, mostly Brittany goes off and does all of this little side work. She has like side hustles <laughs> that I don't yeah. know why she does she's this. Got door, she's door dashing, man. <laughs> yeah, Gas expensive out of door dash. <laughs> but she always comes back to Michael and those two, I'm saying this, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Michael's winning this game. I'm not sure about that. I do want to talk, about, I do, we need to talk a little bit more about Sunday and, and what's kind of happening this week. Well, I, yeah. we, I need to talk about bros. Let's talk about bros. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we love when there's like the sponsored segment and the yeah. person and, and the contestant is saying something like very like freely and like it's just like the perfect sound bite. And it's like, Terrence like watches the trailer and he's like, that looked like it was going to be really good for real. And I'm like, <laughs> Amazing. And he's just like saying that in the living room. And then they get out and they're really pumping the fact that Judd Apatow watched this movie and sent an email with notes on it yeah. to the directors. And they get out in the 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 backyard and it's like this movie theater with all the, the movie posters on the side, and it's like 40-year-old version, knocked up, like all super bad, like all the Judd <laughs> yeah. Apatow comedies from 2005 to 2015. Yeah. Because they're really like, hey, this is going to be one of those movies. And Alyssa gets out there and she's like, wow, these are literally all of the best movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. 
And then the final thing that happens is they show the montage of them watching the movie and it's like a lot of them like laughing and crying mm-hmm. and being like, oh no. I'll squeeze all four of them on that bed. On the squeeze bed, together. Yeah. Very oh, uncomfortable past, looking. Past the red vines, past the goobers. <laughs> and then they're inter- intercut with like some scenes, like a little, like a little laugh lines or whatever. And then it cuts back to the TV and like as the credit starts, it says produced by Judd Apatow PGA. <laughs> They just needed to be like, listen, you need to get Judd Apatow's name in this eight times yeah. in the next 14 minutes. I, um, I I loved it. It was it was sick. It was disgusting. <laughs> I'm, I want to see this movie. I love Billy Eichner. I Danielle, do too. I also. Name a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa. <laughs> Melissa. From Big yeah. Brother. Um, I also am dying to see this movie. I uh, have been ever since I saw the first trailer drop. I also want to give a special mention to Turner's review of the movie because he also, this was like clearly fed to him after the movie credits roll, PGA credit. Turner goes like, wow, that really looks like a great movie. It was really funny. I liked that. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I liked it. <laughs> it's just the most land generic. <laughs> like, so bad. Oh my so God. bad. You just know, like, there's a producer coming on just being like, just say out loud what you think. Like, after the movie's <laughs> over, just, like, say out loud to each other, like, what you thought of it. And if it's I mean, bad, don't say that. But just But it say- wouldn't even matter. If you're in the Big Brother house for that long and they give you any tiny little morsel, little piece of garbage, like pizza I would crust like, of n- media. N- yeah. Nocturnal Animals, which is like one of the worst <laughs> movies I've ever seen in my life. I'd be like, yeah. this shit was good. You'd Tom be like Ford, Tom Ford, so. Oscar Wen. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Anything else on bros? No, that was it. That was it. Uh, it was It was beautiful. I wish Terrence got to see bros. Can I say, actually, oh I want to say one more thing about bros. Yeah, please do. I was seeing 824 horror comedy Bodies, Bodies, Bodies the other week. You saw it? I saw, saw it. it. It was fine. It was fine. Right. I, I enjoyed myself. And, you know, it's late summer, Halloween. Spooky season has started. It's September 5th. Like, it's you're September, free to yeah. put out. Put out the pumpkins now. You're free. It's fine. You, you won't get in trouble. Um, so I'm seeing this. It's a horror comedy film. It's late August. So you you know what trailers you get. You get all the horror trailers. So I'm at the AMC, and I was not the guy who stood up and saluted <laughs> Nicole Kidman, by the way. I'm at the AMC, and it's like fucking the haunting of whatever, the fucking exorcism of whatever. And it's all these scary movie trailers, mm-hmm. and then the bros trailer. And it was like... <laughs> Does the AMC preview programming guy think that gay relationships are a horror? A horror. horror. Wow. That was where, because it was like six horror trailers and bros. (laughs) They're really pushing, bros has got a lot of marketing money. Good for them. I hope it's succeed. I want to see bros and I'm not saying it is horror, but it was just a funny, it was a funny (laughs) observation. Yeah, it stuck out like a sore thumb. They were <laughs> yeah. like, you know what? The head of marketing at Universal was like, all right, what do we got promo-wise for bros? And they're like, we got this 12-minute package in Big Brother, great season. And they're like, no, not enough. Make sure it's playing before Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. <laughs> Why would it play before Bodies, Bodies, Bodies? Bodies, 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 Bodies is A24, isn't it? 
Well, I don't know why I would play before. I don't know because it, like they were only showing horror. Tr- it was like Smile, whatever the like Lady Exorcism Priestess movie is, where she's like I don't know her mother's like was yeah, the yeah. Exorcism I or whatever. One. I don't know. It's like all of those ones, you yeah. know. I don't know. And bros. And bros. Because there's nothing scarier than two men having love for another. Being in love. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Um, it was funny. I was like, I wonder if Michael. Michael's a smart guy. He's I a wonder lawyer. If he was, he's a lawyer. Oh, he's, he's a lawyer. He has a healthy appreciation for Big Brother. But I wonder if he was honored or a little annoyed. Like, ugh, I'm the token. Like... They had to have me say like how much I loved bros mm, yeah, <laughs> exactly, everyone yeah. else. Yeah, he had to I do mean, the I whole like oh, as an LGBTQ plus. Yeah, I bro, thought that was community. nice. Like, a oh, it's more nice, endearing. but then also to your point, it's like oh god, like does he have to? Does he have to like speak for his entire community? Like, right? Because like we got like we what got if the he didn't like the movie? Like, yeah, <laughs> like, actually, I actually found it pretty like... reductive about my experience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, good for him for being a good sport. Well, uh, before final bros question, yes, because Billy Billy was there. Billy was on the stage and it was like he's like, hey guys, here's the rules for the veto this week. Has <laughs> Billy seen Big Brother? Oh, for sure. Billy is a pop culture guru. He's seen it all. Lots of pop culture gurus do not consume Big Brother content. I would, I actually disagree. And I think they do. They just don't make it out in the open because I've noticed Mm. more and more some podcasters I really like have been tweeting about Big Brother. Interesting. And why aren't we more popular? We're just like two, they're like the ultimate casuals and we're medium casuals. we're We're casual plus. Exactly. So <laughs> they're too cool. They're talking about other like more important pop culture happenings. Like, don't worry, darling. Whereas we're stuck talking about exclusively we Big Brother. We are preparing our 12 part. Don't worry, darling. <laughs> narrative, pod, narrative podcast. Yeah. Um, okay. So. I mean, we're still in the Kyle. So Kyle has to do. We didn't even talk about how he had to have a house meeting. Oh, my God. And was it was it ever there was a house meeting? Also, none of us saw any of this. So there could have been a lot more said. There could have been a lot less said, but it was not on feeds. From what I understand from like the retells about the house meeting, because nobody saw the house meeting from people talking about it after it happened to each other in the house on the feeds. Listen, we knew this was going to happen. Like if we did a midweek pod last week, like on Tuesday, I would be like, listen, this they're going to cover this all on Wednesday and Thursday, but it is going to be in the most Kyle positive light imaginable. Yeah. And that's what happened. And from. Because that's how from they the keep con- him from just leaving. Like the last I saw him on the feeds, I honestly was like, he's probably going to the way he left. Because I saw him talking to Alyssa and then try go to the diary room and then they wouldn't let him in. And it sounded, I was like, he's going to self-evict for sure. Like, he just He was thinking so about it. Upset. He was saying, he's like, why did, he's like, he was saying, like, why should I be in the game? This is much, this is my life. Like, this is like a life, potentially life ruining well, thing to happen on it. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but even in that meeting where he's like basically doing this kind of like, 2022 apology bingo of like I'm learning, taking this as a learning experience on my personal journey to like what just saying all that like crap that like anytime someone 
fucks up really bad or says something fucked up. They they do the note they do the notes app of like notes talking app. about their yeah. personal journey or whatever. So it was like that shit. Um, but from people describing from Haskell's describing the meeting afterwards, it seemed like even in that house meeting, he wasn't as contrite and apologetic as the broadcast made it out to be. And even right. in that meeting, when he was apologizing to everybody, he was still saying some things that were like really frustrating to the black players. Like, yeah, don't you not get it, bro? So I don't know what was I don't know what was said specifically. All I know is like from just kind of reading all that, reading all this stuff and taking it all in was like, even though CBS portrayed him in a pretty positive light, despite you know, despite the main thing that was happening, they did. There was definitely still frustration amongst the players, the other players, particularly the black players inside the house. Like, yeah, we know this guy isn't like, you know, this guy isn't like getting out there, you know, isn't actually storming liking, the Capitol. Liking actually, Donald Trump posts. Oh, but he is actually. But yeah, yeah, like, I don't know. He's not out there like defending George Zimmerman or whatever. And it, <laughs> yeah. it does seem more like ignorance and being ignorant is not an excuse be learn more don't be ignorant it's not an excuse but it did seem a lot more on the side of kind of somewhat innocent ignorance rather than actually like malicious you know ideation or about Mm -hmm. these people um but even then cbs absolutely portrayed in the broadcast like a much more apologetic version of what happened in the house Yeah, and I'm sure that that's what they guaranteed him they would do to keep him from leaving. But I, so yeah, no one saw any of this stuff happen on the feeds, but I did catch some of the aftermath, which was when Kyle was still in the house and he was sort of doing one-on-ones with everyone in the house, like another apology tour, essentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I caught his with Taylor and with Monty and they showed a little of the one, they showed a little of both of them, I think. But honestly, and... You said this a little bit, but I really felt so bad for Monty and specifically for Taylor. Yeah. Because watching the feeds, I'm like, this girl, and I'm sure a lot of black players or anyone who wants to be on the show, don't want to be having this conversation. They want to be having fun. Like, Taylor was, I watched her and she was like talking, she's having a good time talking about like the, all the guys she dates and like trying to talk about being a fun girl out partying, you know? And then she went out to the backyard and like Kyle and Michael and Brittany were all out there with her. And for some reason, it had to go back into like uh, Michael and Brittany were like, here's the types of books we've read to make sure we're enlightened. Here's how you can do better. And Taylor's lying there like dead silent. I'm like, can you guys go teach him somewhere else? Like, leave her alone. Can Taylor just have fun? Can she talk about something other than this? Like, I just feel bad for her. Yeah, like one of the... Because at a certain point with with Michael, Brittany, and Kyle, it's like they're all trying to sort of, well, I guess not Kyle. Kyle is like, I can learn, proving like I'm going to learn, I'm going to do better, blah, blah, blah. I get it. I get why he would do that. Michael and Brittany were like, here's all the ways we are better allies. (laughs) And it's like, I get, it's all coming from a good place. But it's exhausting to me as a fellow white. I cannot imagine how it feels to be Taylor. It seems like it's pretty exhausting. I mean, it's not, 
it's not Taylor's job to be educating people. Yeah, stuff. she had a great she had a great line about that when I was watching Feeds, and I don't know if it made I forget if it was in the episode, but she was basically like, "I'm your friend, I'm not your teacher. Like, yeah. I will support you, and I support you learning more, but don't cut. Like, I'm not going to be the one to sort of like." give you the goods, knight you like sir ally. Yeah, <laughs> like no. whatever. And that's as she should. But yeah, like, it just kept, like, it keeps finding them. You know, it keeps finding Taylor. Which adds she goes to outside the to have fun. Which adds to the frustration of yeah. like God, I just I literally can't I can't escape this. I can't escape Yeah. It's a pain in the ass. This ass, thing I follows feel. it follows me around wherever I go. Because of how I was born, you know, and that's it lends to the frustration. It like compounds the frustration, and that's kind of one of the always like always the echoes when when something like happens like this. It's like, listen, it's not like anyone's anyone's fucking job to like educate you and like to your point, like knight you, sir, king, ally, or whatever, and like give you like the list of books. Fucking Google it. Fucking watch television. Maybe not television. Yeah, what, what's, the, just... what's the internet? But the good, the good parts of the watch internet. Bros. Like, <laughs> bros. Like, it's not. It's not on. It's not on these people to like educate you. It's like it's all there. It's, it's just... all there. How come ever half? How come like half of the other people in the world have figured this out and not and not yet? Right. It's just very frustrating because you know, like Taylor wants her storyline to be literally anything but this, and I don't blame her. Oh my god! This yeah, of course. Sucks, and it's not even her fault. It's fucking Kyle's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's fault. <laughs> and Michael and Brittany. I honestly do you know think. What? what I think also, I think like Daniel and Nicole too. Yeah, sure. Honestly, I forgot they existed for a minute. <laughs> Remember Paloma? Oh, God, see Paloma. Paloma. What if Paloma was here? None of this would have happened. Okay. It's crazy that all of this is happening while Paloma is gone. <laughs> um, so anyway, that we just that was the biggest meat of all of this. And now we're dealing with the aftermath, which is that. So in the moment, obviously, Taylor isn't going to be upset about Kyle going home over her on the block. Great. Monty and Terrence both have aired their suspicions around Michael and Brittany and the timing of it. Because that was the other big thing. Like, we dealt, we deal with Kyle and that we evict him. He's going to go learn and be a better person and whatever. No, it's app apology. Uh, but now we have to deal with Michael and Brittany still in the house. And you have the added thing you have to deal with, which is that Michael can't lose a comp. <laughs> so how are you going to get this guy out of the house? I think that's a good... I think we need to definitely talk about this week. Uh because pretty much everything has happened. Like the, the veto meeting is happening as we're as we're taping this right now, and it actually just ended, so we can we can spoil the results of that a little bit later in the episode. But um, Michael wins HOH, and I I know you're saying Michael's like going to win this game, but I'm actually beginning to see fewer and fewer outcomes for him to no, win the game. Like, I'm I just, steadfast in my belief. He can't win HOH every week and he can't win veto. Like he's going to have to win every other veto for the rest of this. Like, unless Brittany wins HOH next week, even Taylor is going to take a shot. Like, Taylor wants to take a shot at him, who's probably his second closest ally in the house. Taylor wants to take a shot at him. Everyone's wanting like, wanting to do something and actually doing it is very different. Much like me and my workout regimen. <laughs> Like, oh, can, can I, I get like trust. a hot lumberjack look going on for the winter? <laughs> no, no, nope. I like that. Get some plaid. 
Oh, I have the plaid. Owning yeah. the plaid isn't the problem. Okay. Having the physique takes work. You know, takes commitment. Would- I want to do it, but I don't <laughs> actually do it. You know who would look great as a hot lumberjack? My man, Jonathan Frakes. <laughs> Frakes? Frakes was like a space lumberjack. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, I don't care that they're all saying this. None of them are actually going to do it. Is he going to win HOH this coming week? Obviously, he can't play. So, no, he won't. But either Brittany will win it or whoever does win it, Michael's going to work his lawyer magic. He's not going to go home. I guarantee you. I object to you nominating me. (laughs) (laughs) Then he's going to win veto. He's going to win HOH. He's going to win his way to the end. We've never seen anyone like this. Did you see that puzzle competition? He was done and they were all still running. (laughs) Let's, Let's take a little brief pause here to talk about Big Brother, the television program. Okay. That, according to the retails of this on the feeds, that puzzle was done in like two minutes. <laughs> yeah. That was like the puzzle that they gave to poor Caitlin it was Herman. supposed to be on the episode. It wasn't supposed to be because they were like, oh, we'll have to see what happens next week. They don't like, they don't like showing the HOH competitions on the episode anymore. But I think they really wanted to show that one because at first Julie said, you'll we'll crown the new HOH. And then later she said, we'll start the HOH competition. Oh, okay. So I think they had it. I think it was short on purpose. It was meant to be short on purpose. But then it took, the whole fucking episode took too long. So they had to just not show it. But My sense of it is that, that they purposeful. were like, you know what, let's just have a, a typical two minute HOH comp and then like, <laughs> Just not show it because we'd rather kill 15 minutes of time on Sunday night showing, show it like, you know, yeah. basically showing the same shot of Melissa putting the puzzle together eight times because like Michael was done in two minutes. Okay. Melissa, they also showed the, we have to talk about a couple of the cutaways they had on yeah, last night's up Sunday sure. night's episode. Sure. We used to love the cutaways to house guests when they're being talked about because they find really weird, oh, yes. funny things to show. Mm, Melissa got they kind of have dropped ones. the ball recently. But they brought until... the ball back. Brought... <laughs> yes. <laughs> the ball is back, baby. Cinderella's going to the ball. And they were talking about Alyssa, and she is absolutely slamming a bag of Wonder Bread, like, on the <laughs> counter. And they do it, they cut to her doing it twice in two separate occasions. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. <laughs> and then they're talking about Terrence, and I retweeted a still of it. They go, yeah, and Terrence, cut to Terrence in the bathroom, lifting his tank top above his nip and checking himself out in the mirror. <laughs> It was like the cable guy. It was very strange. Humans are so so weird. But I'm glad they brought back the weird cut. cut yeah, too, like, so yeah. They show the person like in the most unflattering way possible. <laughs> it was great. So okay, Michael said, "Hey, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you all you need to get rid of Kyle this week." And ultimately, it is going to. Like you're going to have to put up because what I'm going to say is it's going to be so bad that you're going to have to put up yeah. Kyle. And as a in return, I'm not going to nominate you next week. Well, I know we love Michael, but like, I I don't know. Like Turner 
Turner is the second most powerful person in this house, in this game, after you. Turner Mm -hmm. has all but confirmed that he was gunning for you last week. And if it weren't for you winning the veto and pulling this crazy Kyle thing out of your hat, you would have been going home. And if not you, and if you had won the veto, maybe you would have used it on Brittany or Taylor or whatever, and maybe he puts up, I don't know, Alyssa or Monty. Like, one of his two closest allies was going to go home last week, if not him. And Turner was absolutely taking a shot last week at Michael. And it's been pretty much confirmed that, like, basically there's, like, an outsideies alliance and stuff. And, like, Turner is not – Turner was the first person to take the shot at the the, – at the leftovers internally, and he was coming at you. And then he, Michael's like, yeah, well, I kind of made a promise to him, so I'm not going to do that. I'm going to get out well, Terrence this week. Because their entire house of cards lies upon the fact that they're saying they did this because of moral reasons, right? So mm. along that line, they cannot go back. I'm talking about Michael and Brittany. They can't go back on this and then suddenly turn around and just nominate Turner because that's basically admitting we never cared that this was about race. We never cared that Kyle was making these comments. We only cared because it benefited us in the game. They have to maintain the facade a little bit longer. So... And that that was actually very interesting to watch on feeds a little this weekend because Michael, and even on the episode last night, Michael was dying for a reason to nominate Turner, but he never actually got confirmation that he was going to be backdoored. So he was dying for people to like tell him to look for that one reason, one thing to be like, actually, since you did this, Turner, I am going to nominate you. But because he didn't get it, he couldn't do it. So they have to like pretend that this was all just because they're such good people. They couldn't let it slide when really it really was all game this whole time. I I'm, I'm believing this to be a mistake because as as much as he's a comp beast, I I, I don't know. I just uh, there's still so much time left in the game. Like people are gonna get people are gonna get shots at him. Um, and I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> hey, I'd love to be wrong. I'd love to be wrong. That sounds great. Can we get into spoilies a little bit? Hell yeah. So Michael and Brittany are like as safe as it gets because Michael's a comp beast and Brittany, even though she's crazed and like constantly spiraling. Brittany literally hypnotized a woman this week. <laughs> yeah. He didn't. What a waste of time that was. This, that was great. so much this season. I was, that was great. Showed- I liked that. Oh, you like that. Would you take a session with Brittany? Oh, no. Her voice is very, when it's when she's not in the DR, her voice is very relaxing. I know she's married, but I'm afraid I would like come out like literally in love with her. Like she would like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I did enjoy the laser eyes on Brittany too. They have, they're having some fun with Brit this season. Oh, yeah. The production. Um, so Brittany went and made a final three with Alyssa and Taylor. And Alyssa and Taylor think it's real. And then Brittany immediately went to Michael and was like, I made a final three with those losers. And now we're going to, because it's all to protect Michael. She and Michael are trying to protect each other and go to the final. And then Michael made a final three or like maybe not a final three, but it's a new thing with Turner and Monty. Turner and Monty don't want to go after Michael. Are you they sure? Don't. They want to get out Taylor next week. Interesting. 
Interesting. That's I, the last I'll I I'll believe saw. it when I I'll believe it when I see it in terms of Michael. But like literally on Sunday, it was like just straight diary rooms of I want to get out Michael. I want to get out Michael. Like everyone wants to get out Michael other than Brittany. Including and yeah. Taylor is like fuck it. Yeah, like and Brittany, as much as like I praised her game for the first time this episode, like she has the conversations with with Taylor one on one, and Taylor's like, listen, like there's definitely the three of us, Taylor, Brittany, Michael, but like if either of us want a real shot to win the game, we do have to kind of like take out Michael at some point because Michael would beat both of us. And Brittany's like, oh, sure. Yeah, I totally get it. Yeah, of course. And then she immediately runs and tells Michael. <laughs> and then she immediately runs and tells the DR. Yeah. Taylor told me this, but haha, joke's on her. I'm loyal to Michael all the way. Like, Brittany wants to get second place in this game, like, which is a which is slightly frustrating to me. Like, I don't know if Brittany say like Brittany, Alyssa, and Michael make it to the end. And Brittany like, like gets the final, like, gets to the the final HOH. Like you either take one of the best players in Big Brother history or you take Melissa. I, I think she would take Michael and lose. Like, I don't. I don't. I don't think she right has. Now. For someone who has as much like survival instinct as her, because she's like the rattiest rat in the world. Rats mm-hmm. thrive on survival inst- instinct. I don't think she yeah. has the killer instinct to win. Well, I would have said, I would have agreed with you, except for that moment we saw on the episode of her with Kyle. It was really like a light switch. Mm. She went from being like blubbering, nervous, big-eyed Brittany Mm. to like, no, bitch, I have the receipts. I can speak very clearly and calmly. I am right and you are wrong. And I can see her doing that. Like having seen that, I'm like, oh, actually, she could be playing us all for a fool, including Michael. And at that final three, she's just pulling him along so that she can have that final kill shot. I don't believe it. She's Cody Calafiore. Maybe. I guess we'll see. But I just, I really think that Michael, oh no, sorry. I really think that Monty, Turner, Alyssa, and Taylor are not good at this game. (laughs) And Michael is really good. And Brittany's okay. This is, this is true. Like, Michael has such a such an advantage on like he knows how he he can do every competition he can do literally every competition well and he's really good at the social he's really good at like just the social manipulation just like the chess game of this all i'm not saying it's impossible i'm just saying with seven people left in the house soon to be six it's i just feel like there's too many people really gunning for him at the at this point in the game and at this point in the game you kind of want people to be like, oh, I want Michael. To, like, Michael's my guy. I'm going to take Michael to the end. Yeah. And he really only has one person saying that about him. And, yeah, I think he just ha- he just has a... I just think he's really the new blueprint. Target. Like, we, we've never seen a player like this. And we maybe never will again. But I, I just don't think anyone knows what to do with him. Even though it should be very clear. Get him out. Everyone should band together and get him out. But they're not doing that. And I just, I, I I think we're watching history be made. Okay. Well, when Turner's HOH next week, I'm like, not going to be totally surprised. We'll see. Turner goes where the wind blows. Remember I said that. 
and maybe the wind is going to be blowing to get out Monty. <laughs> like, it's not necessarily yeah. going to be what and we the want. Wind, the wind changes. I also think Turner is like, Turner is a much more like what I just said about Michael not having people who are like, oh, yeah, Turner's my guy. I'm going to end with him. Like, everyone's saying that about Turner. Terrence says that about Turner. Alyssa says that about yeah. Turner. Monty says that yeah. about Turner. Like, a bunch of people, everyone respects Turner, understands that he wins a bunch of comps and is like pretty good at the game, and they still want to continue working with him, whereas they don't really want to do that with Michael anymore because he has been so dominant. So I like yeah. everybody, you know. We'll see. I'm not saying yeah, I, I would hate Michael. Bring... I'm just, I, think, I just think the chances are going down like by the day. If Larry, like, who do you want to sit, who do you think you would want to sit next to final two? I think Melissa, right? Oh, Melissa, absolutely. No, ch- Melissa or Brittany. Yeah. Because I don't think anyone likes like Brittany. A, yeah. No, I mean, just no one's, everyone sees Brittany as like Michael's, like, assistant. Oh, wait, we have to, we have to talk a little bit more about Terrence, Big T. Yeah, sounds good. So not only did he laugh during Michael's that was nomination, so good, <laughs> so good, so good. We I live loved in a society. <laughs> <laughs> that was Terrence's thirteenth. That was his Joker moment. That was his Joker moment. <laughs> that was so funny. On the beads after Michael nominated him, Terrence was pretty much like. Uh, I don't want to talk game with you. I know you're sending me home or sending me to jury and that's fine because I'm just going to go ahead and continue my game in jury, honey. Don't worry. He was basically telling Michael, like, I'm going to try to poison the jury against you. And Michael was like laughing. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) it's like, okay, what are you going to like? No one's going to believe you. Like no one. Terrence. Well, what's there to say? Listen, I think Terrence like definitely outplayed what like I think like what our kind of we were like feeling like summer Steve, right? Like when he was coming yeah. in here and he definitely yeah. outplayed that, right? He, he's a won two, he's he a won too. two comps in a very, very yeah. tight, very, very crazy week. And he like lies his face off to everybody. He's like, yeah, he, he, he's playing hard. I wouldn't know if he's, I wouldn't say he's like playing like super high quality, but he's like, he's like stepping he's on the that. gas. The RPMs are going. Yeah. He is like pumping quarters into the game. Mm-hmm. And, but also, like, I don't think any, everyone doesn't really trust him, though. And they kind of know that like, he kind of, like, lies out of his, you know, face half the time and, like, well, yeah, here's what stuff. I think. Oh, sorry. I think what he was insinuating was, like, he, because he has been the main, he, Monty has as well now started talking about it, but, like, the main hater of how Britt and Michael used Kyle's theories, right? He's been the main person who's like, you're only doing this because of game. Like, this is not a moral thing. The timing is horrible. If you really cared, you would have done this weeks ago. So what I'm guessing is Terrence's thing is to go to the jury and be like, if it was all moral to get Kyle out, then we should morally not vote for Michael. Like we should go, we should sort of the same reason why Michael couldn't nominate Turner because they have to play by this sort of game that they set up of like, it's a, it's more, it's bigger than game. If it's bigger than game, you better fucking listen to me, Terrence, about how I feel about this. And that is game. That is also game. The issue comes where I don't think anyone listens to Terrence. Like no one takes Terrence very seriously. 
he yeah. well, who's has basically right been now? playing Joseph? by himself for the entire game other than the after party sort of thing. Like he's just not a really trusted voice in the house. Like, and I, and he, if he wants to vote that way, whatever, like I just think he's yeah. going to get into jury and he's going to be like, Michael's evil for X, Y, and Z. And I think people are going to be like, are you, what are you talking about? Like they're going to laugh in his face and be like, no, Michael's playing excellent. Yeah. And if he gets Michael to the end, I'm probably going to vote for him. Jasmine, Kyle, I think Kyle, honestly, I don't think he's going to be a bitter vote. <laughs> I no. think he'll vote for Michael. <gasps> no, no, he has no, no, he, I don't think he would either. Terrence will. Joseph. Terrence yeah. would abstain. He's going to abstain from voting. <laughs> he's just going to sit this one out. Um, is that it? I think we touched on everything. We still haven't seen any jury segments, but honestly, I don't really care. I don't need, I'm sort of like, I liked, obviously, I love Jasmine, but I haven't missed any of the jury people that much. Indy Usually was, at this Indy point, was I'm a like, nothing. I miss them. Indy was a nothing. Yeah. Joseph was like fine, but like being without him is like, all right, you know. Yeah. It's uh, not a big deal. Did we spoil the veto stuff yet? Or I forgot. Well, kind of. So, yeah, spoiler v- Michael won the veto. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Sp- Double spoiler, he did not use the veto. So Alyssa and no, Terrence so remain be- the nominees, seemingly like Terrence. This is going to be yeah. DJ Showtime's change of venues. He's going to a mansion in Studio City somewhere. Yeah. RIP. The bus, sweet tease tunes. Um, we got only a couple questions this week because everyone else is taking the day off for Labor Day. Question. Do you think yes. Alyssa's like... I gotta be back with my mans. Let me go home. I need to have that. <laughs> Let me be free. I, I need to be free. Get me out of here. I need to be having twelve seconds of sex again. I really feel bad for her. I have to say, I have like a deep sympathy for Alyssa this season as well. Like her and Taylor, I'm just like, my girls got done dirty this season because Alyssa was kept in the dark by her showman's the entire game. And basically, he used the information she gave him to play a great game until he got out. And she's like, in addition to like, oh, I had an alliance without you. Also, I joined into an alliance with you that I did not take seriously. And me and Joseph were like constantly feeding a real alliance. The stuff that we were like, we were just basically spies in your alliance. Yeah. And then she's like, he's gone. Great. I dumped him for now. Um, I'm, I can finally play my own game. She goes into Michael's HOH room and tries to play. And he basically like laughs in her face. <laughs> like she's just, there's nothing she can do. I feel, I feel a little bad for her. Because she didn't do anything. She's like, oh, the yeah. pound existed. And Michael's like, yeah, I know. Yeah, but she didn't know that he knew. I know trying. she didn't, but like that, she's. It's week eight or nine. Like now she's coming in and she's like, she's like beginning to play around with the ideas of like giving, giving information to like information trade and, and like all that she's stuff. It's like, okay, well, should have been doing this. Should have been doing this seven weeks ago. You should have noticed when you keep kept voting for people to stay <laughs> and they would be voted out by like a number of seven. <laughs> You know, or six. Like, who are those like seven or six? <laughs> She's like a one-woman fuete. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, she wishes. From BBFan022, how would Zingbot zing you? 
These are so hard to come up with. You know, they have a full writer's room coming up with the zings that we hear. (laughs) Coming up with a zing to basically say that Michael is ugly, which was rude. That was rude. And not true. That was rude. Because you know what? If he was really ugly, they wouldn't have said that. Yeah, exactly. If someone was really ugly, they wouldn't say that. They'd be like, oh, your your breast stinks. (laughs) Yeah, your breath. You look weird when you walk. You can't ride Brittany a bike. It was like very offended by the big eyes one. She couldn't believe it. That was weird. That's weird. That she was weirded out and upset by it is weird because it's like you're a professional hypnotist. Like, I, like, like you're aware. It's like someone who's like a professional football player and is like, oh, you're you're six foot three and six foot three, six foot ten and like three hundred pounds. Yeah, and I play. Yeah, I play this because I'm so big. I play. I do this one thing, and it's like for her, it's like. I got a weird energy and my eyes are huge. Like I hypnotize <laughs> people for a living. Like, this is like my yeah. natural thing. Some people are naturally yeah. good at sculpting. Right. Making pottery, blacksmithing. Yeah. They have blacksmithing hands. I also thought that Taylor's was really bad. She's like an ice queen or whatever. Yeah. It's like, what? Have they been producing the show that I've been watching? Because <laughs> not, there's not the ice case. queen about her. Not really. So weird. Other than the fact that, like, you know what's really ice queeny about Taylor is that she's constantly having horrible shit thrown her way by fucking life. <laughs> yeah. And everyone treats her like fucking garbage. And she gets fucking <laughs> racist shit thrown at her. People fucking hate her for this, that, and the other. And she fucking handles it with a fucking smile on her face because she's a fucking strong woman who's, like, yeah. fucking knows who she the pageant is. pageant jumped out. Yeah. Who knows who the fuck she is and knows how to be strong. Yeah, I wouldn't. So call that's why that she's cold. an ice queen. It's because she's not like. <laughs> yeah. That's why she's an ice queen. I guess, Fuck but she's also cried that. a lot. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, who could blame her? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not saying. But that's what I'm saying. She shows emotion. Um, okay. And then, I know that you, this wasn't the question. We're just sort who's, of going through their zing. Um, who's? Yeah. What is my zing? I don't know. You're like annoying, and like you think you're funnier than you are. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a way to do it in Zingbot's voice. Oh gosh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, okay, I got one okay, for you. Here we go, Brett. Oh, no, you Zingbot. think you're Zach Braff, <laughs> but you're really <laughs> Whack Braff. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah, you very much. Great. Great. What's yours? What's yours? Um, or you can Danielle. give me like a vibe and then I can come up with a joke like you did. Okay. It's like you think you love chaos. The only thing more chaotic <laughs> is your hair. <laughs> yeah, that works. <laughs> That works. Or you'd be like a boring player. You'd be like a boring player. No, I wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) That would be horrible if Zingbot called me boring the way that's what he said to Monty. Monty Um, is boring. Remember last like two weeks ago, we were like, oh, who would be everyone's like sponsorship be? Because Taylor was getting sponsored by Lays. I said Monty would be sponsored by water and not even like a brand of water, just like the idea of (laughs) of a neutral, of a neutral liquid. (laughs) <laughs> um, and I was right. From, no, you are right. 
From Matt May 81, this whole KKK Kyle situation, one of the countless things on live feeds but held back in edits until they had to show it, has me thinking every other reality show versus BB. What do you think BB would be like if it was fully taped and edited reality show, not live, no feeds? It would be unwatchable. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty rough. Or maybe they would spend more like actual, um, kind of like time and put more thought into how stuff was edited because Survivor is fully edited. I mean, there's no live feeds on that. And we're like, Survivor's great. Survivor's brilliant. It is great. I mean, it's so weird because like the most, a lot of the most interesting stuff is when real life creeps into the Big Brother house in addition to like any strategy or backstabbing, blah, blah, blah. And when the two overlap, which is what happened with this whole thing of Michael backstabbing Kyle and letting this nuclear bomb drop on the house. And yet they blocked the feeds for most of it. <laughs> like this is the type of thing you want to watch unfold in real time and see the real time reactions, the real time conversations. And yet they decided like, no, too hot for prime time. <laughs> we're cutting it's it. It's weird too. I mean, I guess it's because they know like we're dopes who are just subscribed to Paramount Plus either way. But like, isn't there like kind of a limit to the point where you're like, we have to show some stuff on feeds. Because yeah. like, then people would like not want to watch, like be subscribed to Paramount Plus anymore. Like I'm sure they deal with like, I'm sure it's not a huge a number, but like I did this every year. I subscribed to it back when it was like CBS plus or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. Yeah. CBS all access. I all would subscribe access, in maybe. June and I would subscribe in July because there's nothing else for me to do there. Like now Paramount plus yeah. is like actually stuff there. I can watch Top yeah, Gun. Good stuff. Watch you can Top watch Gun. Orphan. Orphan first kill. Oh, I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> Double feature with bros. <laughs> can I just, okay. I know we're like way over time, but can it's I just It's Labor say? Day. <laughs> so I forced my husband to watch Orphan First Kill and he had not seen Orphan. Have you seen Orphan? No, but I know the twist. Okay, you know the twist. Yeah. Well, so he we're watching the movie and we're like two minutes in and it's all about the orphan in her little orphanage yeah. so far. And he's like, why is that lady in the <laughs> orphanage? He's like, that's a little lady. That's not a little kid. And I was like, I, I was like, no, no, because I really wanted him to be surprised. I was like, she's a little girl. That's just the way she looks. She's a child. And the movie goes on and he's like, he can't accept the fact that she's a 30-year-old He's like, that's a 30-year-old woman dressed up like a child. And I was like, well, you fucking ruined it, you know? That's okay. The movie. That's the big twist. In Orphan First Kill, is this also the <laughs> twist? No. But it's like How, when a did fun they... twist if you didn't realize that it was the twist. Because like when when in Orphan First Kill, are they like, this is the premise of Orphan. She's a woman. So they don't. They sort of like don't. It's not like they do a big like thing. They just sort of. They just treat her like a little kid again. So <laughs> it's her, it is her first kill. It's her first kill. But there is a really fun twist, and I highly recommend Orphan First Kill on Paramount Plus streaming now. Great. Um, we have one more question good. from Matt May 81. And of course, since you two rode with her until she was evicted, if Jasmine was still in the game last eviction night, what would she say Julie looked like or is prettier than? Julie, you look <laughs> smoother than the freshly churned butter on my corn cob. Matt May 81. 
<laughs> you're not spicy Marco BB. <laughs> when you're buying me like $75 cameos, then I'll dance. I'll be your little court jester. <laughs> I'm not doing that today. Oh, clearly I am. <laughs> I'll work for free. <laughs> Uh, well, that there is one last question <laughs> from Oh no, God! What would have been Jasmine well, I'm not doing that one. <laughs> not doing that either. I think it would have been Jasmine. The only thing broker than your ankle is your sense of style. Oh, that would be a good one, yeah. Thank you, thank you. That would be a good one. All right, that's it. Thank you all for your questions and comments. You know what it would be? It would be like, it would be, actually, this is a good one. This is a good one. It would be <laughs> for Jasmine. Uh, it would be something about like, hey, um, you're in, you guys are all in Hollywood right now. It's full of people <laughs> being fake. Fake uh, nose jobs, fake plastic surgery, and Jasmine faking her ankle injury. Oh, <laughs> I can't believe you don't do it in the Zingbot voice. You really aren't putting your all into it. I'm not. I'm, I'm not a gig economy <laughs> worker. This is Labor Day. I got a day off. I'm not doing this. I'm not jumping through hoops for everybody. I'll answer questions, but like. I'm not doing this right <laughs> now. <laughs> It's hot. It's hot. It's hot in California right now. It's really hot. <laughs> um, anyone else with questions and comments, always send them to us at HeyJulieBB on Twitter.com. You can email us, HeyJulieBigBrother at gmail.com. Like we received those emails that we read and everyone loved. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you all for listening. Bye, Julie. Bye, Julie.